Welcome to Inside the Media Minds. I'm your host, Christine Blake. This show features in-depth interviews with tech reporters who share everything from their biggest pet peeves to their favorite stories and give you a behind-the-scenes look at the life of a technology reporter. We'll learn about the person behind the byline and get their thoughts on the top trending stories. From our studio at W2 Communications, let's go Inside the Media Minds. Hey everyone, this is Christine Blake and welcome to Inside the Media Minds. On today's show, we are talking to Amy Morris. She is the morning news anchor for Bloomberg Radio 99.1 FM in Washington, D.C. and the afternoon show host for Bloomberg's program Politics, Policy, Power, and Law. Welcome, Amy. <laughs> oh, thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for coming out. We're excited to get to know a little bit more about you and your role at Bloomberg and what you're interested in these days. So okay, let's, let's start by just getting to know a little bit about your background. Give us an idea about your um, path to journalism. Um, you're always interested in this career path, kind of how you got your start. It's funny because the answer is yes. Um, <laughs> I've always been interested in this. When, my, when I was six years old, my father bought a tape recorder with cassette tapes and that was fancy and new back when I was six years old. Mm -hmm. And um, he brought it home from work one day and my oldest brother and I would sit and create radio newscasts. Oh my gosh, and, that's amazing. Um, I would pretend to read, like I would read, you know, a little kid, you're six years old, so you're reading, you know, little golden books, you know, <laughs> little, <laughs> you know, kids books. And I would read those books like I was a news anchor into the microphone and make it like a little radio broadcast. And mm -hmm. you know, my oldest brother would then do sports and then I would do <laughs> some weather. I mean that, so I've wanted to do this since uh, this is, yeah. If I couldn't do this, I would be lost. That's amazing. I love that. It's really meant to be. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> so tell us about your uh, Bloomberg radio. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Bloomberg radio. Um, what I do is um, I have sort of two hats, two roles. Mm -hmm. The first part of my day is spent specifically for capital news, you know, Beltway news, news sure. that goes on inside the Beltway, uh, Baltimore and Washington, frankly. And um, it's on 99.1, and that is our primary focus. Um, just focusing on things that are going on, not just on Capitol Hill, but also in the Wilson Building for D.C. politics, also in the suburbs, also, mm -hmm. um, you know, your, your general news, traffic, weather updates. Okay. <clears throat> we do that all morning long on Bloomberg Radio, on Bloomberg 99.1. Mm -hmm. That's the first part of my day. And then I shift gears. Mm -hmm. um, after I get off the air around nine in the morning and I go down the hall and I go to the other studio where um, we put together and we host politics, policy, power and law, which airs at noon on Bloomberg Radio uh, nationwide and on XM. And mm -hmm. it's a different, completely different take, um, whereas the, the morning part of my life is all about D.C., Right. What's sure, going on yeah. locally? If you are in, you know, Prince George's County or if you are in Germantown, Maryland, I'm talking to you. Sure. Whereas mm -hmm. on politics, policy, power and law, the network show, if 
you know, I'm talking to you no matter where you are, um, okay. all over the country. And it's, it's much broader. And, and it's just what the name says, politics, policy, yeah. power, with some law sprinkled in there, and uh-huh. a lot of process as well. Okay. Wow. Yeah. No, that's definitely um, a very descriptive title. That <laughs> very powerful, uh, powerful four words that mean a lot of things. Um, you are actually our first um, radio um, host and broadcaster to be on our podcast. So it's kind of exciting to talk to you. Um, you oh. mentioned that you are on starting at 5 a.m., which is so early. How do you prep for that? How early do you wake up? Let us know a little bit about your day. Okay, first of all, thank you. I'm honored to be the first one. I hope I don't turn you off of any other broadcasters. I hope you have any more because we're all over the place. Um, and the other thing is I'm going to tell you about the hours that I work and what it requires. Yeah. And I'm going to preface it by saying I love it, okay? I okay. love it. I'm not – don't be afraid. Don't let it throw you. But my life is pretty much on London time. Whatever okay. time it is on the Easter Coast, East Coast, add five hours, that's where my head is. You know, I read so, that in your Twitter bio, actually, earlier. Yes. <laughs> that I was live clever. on London time. Mm-hmm. Um, that is absolutely true. And here's what I mean. My alarm in the morning goes off at half past midnight. And wow. I get up and get my coffee, and I do everything that everybody else on the planet would do when they get up to go to work. And I uh, drive to work. I'm in my seat in my studio for Bloomberg 99.1 at 2 a.m. Wow. And I'm gathering news, looking for sources, looking for breaking stuff, you know, anything that may be going on, um, putting it all together, boiling it down. One thing about broadcast is – um, it's very different from something like, say, print. Print, you sure. have several columns, you have inches to fill. We have minutes to fill. So in the morning for the D.C. part of my life, in the very early morning, I might have to take a story that's three minutes long and make it 20 seconds long, mm-hmm. you know, to get as much in there as possible. Think of it like a Twitter feed, boom, boom, sure. boom, boom, and just get as much information in there as possible and then go to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, that's what I do. And I do that for a couple of hours until our first traffic hit at 458 sure. and then it's off to the races. So okay. I'm on wow. five, six, seven, and then eight. And then I can kind of start to slow down a little bit at, you know, eight forty-five, nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. I eat lunch. Eat breath. lunch. <laughs> In fact, you're exactly right. That's lunchtime. And, um, <laughs> then, uh, start working on, my next show, which is much longer form, you know, mm-hmm. instead of having to boil a story down to 18 seconds, the story is going to run eight minutes, sure, you know, because yeah. we're just talking to that newsmaker or we're just talking to the reporter who broke, you know, whatever story happens to be going on. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're blessed in a time when we are always covering something new <laughs> and, Every single day, and I am not making this up, every single day we walk into the studio and we just take the pen, scratch out that part of the script and add something different because something changes every minute of every day. It's constant. It's a constant state of flux. So um, while that's a little bit frenetic and a little bit manic, um, 
it's a pace that you eventually get used to. And then once that's over, I get home. I'm home by 2. So, you know, my, I'm at my desk at 2 a.m. I go home by 2 p.m. And then I'm in bed by 6 p.m. And I start all okay. over again. Wow. Okay. Got it. So you're getting ready for bed soon here. <laughs> In, in a couple fact, hours. In a couple hours. <laughs> in fact, I am already in my pajamas. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm jealous. <laughs> that's cool. Um, so, you know, I want to talk a little bit about the stories. You know, understanding the morning news is a lot of those DC, the current events, the traffic, and, and all that. I want to talk a little bit about the stories that drive um, your interest and catch your interest for the politics, policy, power, and law show. Um, you know, what's what are some interesting things that you're seeing, working on, covering? Um, that's a great question. The uh, stories that catch my interest are usually stories that are based <clears throat> in the federal space, whether mm-hmm. it's the federal government space or the federal business space. I find that fascinating. Um, but because our scope is much wider than just the federal government and the movers and shakers that do business with federal government, um, there are so many other issues that can um, make the show. Uh, Mm -hmm. A typical example is today, we were talking midterms, you know, midterms coming right up. Right. um, And we're seeing how much money is being poured into the midterm elections. It's obscene amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Midterms are usually – I don't want to ever say that they're throwaway elections. They're not. That's not true. But this right. year, there is more of um, an energy and a vibe mm-hmm. and a lot more money, just ridiculous, like $10 million a week being poured into wow. um, different campaigns on both sides. You know, sure. Republicans and Democrats are just flooding the market with money. And so that's – a, a typical type of story that we would do. And that is the kind of thing that drives the decision-making process. While I am not the editor and I don't always get to pick the stories, when mm-hmm. something catches my eye, um, I can shoot it to my editor and he can go, you know what, we're not doing that. Or he'll say, that's a great idea. Let's do that story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Stories in the um, environmental space or in the energy space or any moves that are being made on the federal level that might impact that. As you know, uh, President Trump and the Trump administration is all about deregulation Mm -hmm. and is all about changing how things are done in the federal government um, from the top down. And every single day there's something new. There's if, if not an executive order Something is happening within an agency right. that doesn't normally happen, that doesn't usually follow protocol or doesn't usually happen in the federal space the way we, and I'm using air quotes here, the way we would mm-hmm. normally expect it. Mm-hmm. And all of that is fascinating. No matter where you are on the political spectrum, it's fascinating to watch the changes that are coming down the pike for good or for ill because you know you have this front seat to history. Exactly. If, if they if they stick or not, you know, they, they <laughs> the next guy who comes along may change it all. But sure, yeah, that's definitely what, historical. What kind of all for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we're living we're living in interesting times. No matter how you <laughs> slice it. Exactly. Um, and then, what what would you say is one of the most 
um, personally interesting story that you've covered or, you know, one of your favorite conversations that you've had, um, you know, in your whole career, or it could be recently just um, at any point. Wow. <laughs> that I've had? Yeah, just, in a, just any one of your favorite stories. It's, um... <clears throat> well, the my very favorite interviewer of all time, I, I didn't do it at Bloomberg. <laughs> I didn't do it at Bloomberg, and I, it was with Stephen King, and oh, wow. uh, the author. Yeah. Sure. He was a gem and a delight, and he, I mean, after doing an interview with him, mm-hmm. I was like, gosh, I didn't expect him to be like that at all, but he was just this lovely <laughs> person. And um, and just regaled me with all of these anecdotes about how he writes his books, and I found him to be fascinating. Um, wow. At Bloomberg, one of my favorite stories that we've covered is, um, you know, during the elections, different newsrooms have different people sort of embedded with the candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has a has somebody there so you can follow the candidate around and sort of get an idea of what they're doing. And Bloomberg had someone embedded in with the Trump campaign in with their social media campaign. And mm-hmm. they um, broke their story on Bloomberg Business Week. This was right around the time of the election mm-hmm. about how the Trump campaign was able to very brilliantly use social media to influence public opinion about issues, candidates, um, things that were coming down the pike, uh, ideas that the, and they were able to float ideas, I guess you could say, and see if it stuck, mm-hmm. see if it got traction, and if it didn't, figure out why, tweak it, and put it back up there again. I mean, they used social media in a way I had never seen before. Yeah. And it was. It was really an, a fabulous story about what our reporter inside the campaign was able to come away with, which was, you know, these folks know what they're doing when it comes to Twitter, Facebook, and even in some cases, Instagram. Not so much yeah. Instagram, but definitely the classics, Twitter and, mm-hmm. and Facebook. <laughs> the classic. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, mm-hmm. it, was, it was just really interesting. That's cool. And I was actually listening to another question I was going to ask you. How has technology impacted the media landscape from your perspective? I know we're seeing so much in social media now and just all kinds of different stuff. Everything is so much faster. And I mean, I've been, you know, I've been doing this since college and, you know, it's, there was no Twitter. There was no Facebook when I was in college. Um, Right. And you have to compete with, people who are not just putting it out faster, but who are putting it out wrong. Right. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's intentional and sometimes it's unintentional. But the mantra for any journalist, any legit news reporter needs to be get it right, then get it out there. Because I like if that. you mm-hmm. get it wrong and get it out there, that's your reputation and nobody's going to ever believe you again. Yeah, that's And important. you can run a correction and you can try to fix it. But once you ring the bell, it's very hard to unring it. And especially now, if you ring that bell, I mean, have you ever tried to untweet? It cannot be done. It cannot be done. No. Mm-mm. And people take and screenshots. People capture that forever. Right. It's there forever. Even if you delete it, it's, somebody's got it. Yeah. 
So you have to really be super, super careful about everything. And you always should be anyway. I mean, you don't want to put out misinformation. But now with the speed, the 24-hour news cycle, and people who maybe don't have the best interests of the journalism mantra at heart, Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot out there that you kind of have to navigate, a lot of landmines out there. You just have to be smart and careful. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. I like that mantra. Um, and then this is a question that we ask um, everyone that comes on Inside the Media Minds, and it is, what do you predict will be one of the biggest headlines when 2018 comes to a close? Well, predictions. You know, if 2018 were like any other year, <laughs> but we've had hurricanes, we've had the Mueller investigation, we're going through the mail bombs right now. We've got historic amounts of money into some historic midterms. Um, And that's not even talking about, you know, what's going on in the entertainment industry and the Me Too movement. I mean, as a woman, I would say the Me Too movement is is landscape changing. I mean, it is landscape altering. But there may be other things down the pike that might be as big. yeah, we don't know what's I to have, come in the next couple of months. Right. You don't know what's going to happen, but at the same time, everything that has happened is so huge. I remember back in the halcyon days of, say, 2010, when you'd have one really big story, and it's an easy question to answer. <laughs> yeah. And, now and it's just now crazy you all the time. One really big story every week. And, Seems like it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I don't know if the hurricanes and um, the link with climate change is going to be it, or if the Me Too movement and how that changes everything, including how men and women interact with each other, not just at work, but all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't know what the biggest one is going to be, I, but just because I am a woman and I'm a, I am biased in that way, I think Me Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but climate's kind of important too. And then you've got you know politics come and go, presidents exactly. come and go, um, you know rocky landscapes when it comes to that sort of um, draining the swamp sort of attitude that comes yeah, yeah, and yeah. goes. Yeah, absolutely. But you got one climate, you know, you have that. That's kind of enormous. I know. Yeah, some of the headlines on that recently have been a little scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Amy, it's been really, really great to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for coming on and letting us know a little bit more about you and Bloomberg. Oh, I was really delighted to come. I I hope yeah. I helped. Thanks so much. It's no, pleasure. I think it's it's so great to hear from a, a radio broadcaster, and um, we'll definitely be tuning in in the morning and and thinking about you and your early mornings and uh, eating your lunch at eight thirty and all that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm impressed with that that level of, uh, you know, scheduling. It's really good. I don't mind it. I love it. I love it. If I didn't love it, I wouldn't do it. And that's what matters, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. No matter what you do. Absolutely. Great. Well, thank you so much, Amy. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you so much. All righty. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.